What makes Hanukkah special? What makes it different than other holidays? Why is it eight days? Why do we light one candle the first day and eight on the eighth day? Why not light eight candles for eight days? Why is it the last holiday chronologically in the history of the Jewish people? What's it all about? My Hanukkah. As the Talmud asks, what's this Hanukkah thing? Welcome to Consciously, a podcast focused on honest conversation by regular people and for regular people seeking spiritual growth. Welcome to the Consciously Podcast. This is Menachem Pesnansky. Thanks for joining us. So I wanted to throw together a little bit of a Hanukkah episode. I had the opportunity to sit down with someone who's very important to me. Has uh, really had a big influence on my life, Mayor Prager, Rabbi Mayor Prager. Mayor's a pretty regular guy out here in the five towns. You wouldn't know from looking at him, but uh, he's a, a wellspring of wisdom, uh, particularly a Chabad Hasidus. And uh, we sat down a few days ago. Mayor and I are actually working on a new, a new podcast called Practically a Fabrengen, where we talk about discuss, explore themes and concepts from uh, the Savior Tanya, uh, hoping to have that released in the coming months, the coming weeks and months, start putting out some episodes. We've put some already together. Anyway, so we were sitting down and we uh, sat down and talked about what's Hanukkah. The Gemara asks, actually, the Talmud asks in, in uh, Trit Shabbos, says, my Hanukkah, what's Hanukkah? Which it doesn't ask about any other holiday. So Hanukkah is an interesting time. I mean, everyone loves Hanukkah. You know, even when I was less observant in my younger in my childhood, you know, Pesach, Pesach was always a, a big holiday, Yom Kippur, um, it was always a big holiday. And Hanukkah, obviously, around the world is, is a big holiday for Jews. And the, the question that it always comes up is, what is this whole thing about? What's this whole deal with lighting candles, lighting one candle, lighting eight candles, one day candle, two candles the second day, three candles the third, the Assyrian Greeks, the Hellenists? Are we against Greek culture? Are we against science? Um, how do I kind of process all of that? And where does Hasidus come in? So Mayor and I sat down, and um, I th- the, uh, the discussion we had, I think, was really, really good and enlightening, and I hope you enjoy it. Just a small idea uh, to share with you. Anyway, but uh, we thank you for joining us. Just to remind you to subscribe and uh, give us a five-star review, if you can, on the podcasting platforms. Light Revealed, Conscious 62 on Instagram and Facebook. Um, my book, Consciously, Six Steps to Vibrantly Living with Your Creator, with our creator, uh, as in Jewish bookstores, and in the links that I'll post with the episode. Lastly, the Intentional Jew Podcasting Network. You can find us on the the Intentional Jew Podcasting Network, intentionaljew.com. So here he is, my friend, mentor, Rebbe, teacher, mashpia, friend, Mayor Prager. Mayor, what's Hanukkah about? The Gemara asks the same question. Yeah. And the Gemara says, my Hanukkah, what's Hanukkah? And the Gemara says that, uh, tells the story about the Yavonim. The, uh, the Greeks, the Hellenists that took over the base of Migdash mm-hmm. and they defiled the place. And they defiled all the oils. And then when the uh, Jews went back, they looked like the Menorah, they couldn't find any pure oil until one, uh, one little a jug. jug. <laughs> and that's the, the Antif. So... If you think about when you look at the Gemara, you see that Timu Koloshmanim didn't destroy the oil; they just defiled the oil. If they had a problem with with uh, the manure and the manure lighting, they would just ban oil and destroy any type of oil that that could be used, and say this is a no oil zone, and just smash each each one. They didn't say they smashed anything. Timu Koloshmanim. They defiled all the oil. 
And how did it defile it? Because like every, even those, those days also, everything had a hachshir. And actually from the Rabbanit, from the Kayan Gadol, and they knew there was nobody defiled in any type of tumor that Terakul's tumor did not touch it. This is pure oil, and therefore could be used for the Minera. And that's what the, that's what the Yavanim had a problem with. And the question is, why exactly did they have a problem with that? Because they really liked the beautiful concept of a Minera. Minera is a beautiful concept that you, know, you light the lights, to light the world, to bring out energy. This, all these things are very nice practical concepts that the Hellenistic society and philosophies and the philosophers at that time were comfortable with. What they didn't like was you need, it needed to be pure. It has to be has, that the number one criterion is that it's, it's God's oil. Why can't we just be normal? Why do we have to mix this spiritual God thing in, in it? So, so therefore, the fight was to take away the, the godliness, the spirituality out of Judaism. That's how it started. It eventually evolved into a full-blown war, because once you start like that, it, it evolves into that. But at the heart of what Hanukkah is, is an amazing concept. Not like Purim and not like Pesach and other holidays where they, originally, they just wanted to kill and destroy Jews, the bodies. On Hanukkah, it was a philosophical and spiritual fight at its heart. Like I said before, it, it evolved into a physical fight, but that's not, how it, that's not the heart of it. The heart of it was the Hellenists, the New Age thinking, wanted everything to be normal. And, have, and take away this concept that there is a God and there's purpose and God has a vision and a message for everybody and, that's, and everything's under God. And that's what the fight was all about. And that's what the Hashem went ahead and fought out. And they realized that when you take God out, he took everything out. That's what the Gemara says, my Hanukkah, what is really Hanukkah all about? And the question is what it means to us. Right. What's the takeaway? The takeaway is that we're still there because anytime we want to do something, we try to be normal. Yeah, we do tradition, we do all these things, but we're always we're always going back to what's the right thing to do. And we think about the right thing. We look at you know, you read books, you see what the culture says. Whenever it has problems, everybody has issues. Uh, you know, everybody struggles with amuna betachens because we. Uh, we have an abnormal amount of trust in in the system that's that's around us at this particular point in time, and when some of so, something of this system breaks down, we find ourselves without any muna. We were lighting the manure, but we were lighting a holy manure. Was the basis of muna? Was the basis that things are going good? So therefore, I'm a believer. You know, as long as things are normal, it didn't really change that much. Those issues just evolve into different eras and different times. Same thing when it comes today, when it's marriage. I was just talking to somebody about it. Innately, as a Jew, we have to think of it the way Torah tells us. Your, your wife's your partner. It's half of you. The Gemara says, the Chazal tells us, what is a God busying himself most of the day doing? It says, Mizavik Zivugim. He's making matches. He, he spent a lot of time making my match. He realizes this is a perfect match. So we have to work with that. It all comes from spiritual first. So how do we deal with the practical realities? I mean, it doesn't mean that 
the popular sciences and psychologies are false, God forbid. No, not really. They're all good. But they use this God put in this world as tools. But the main issue is you have to resolve is usually a spiritual issue at the heart in a Jewish life. The heart of a Jewish life is God, spirituality. So let's say, for example, uh, today we would look at the, uh, the world and all the philosophies as aspirin. You're in pain. So take off. we can take the edge off. But get back to the real thing of what's going on. Fix the real issue. The real issue is, is always, at the end of it, is timu ko'o There was a defilement somewhere in the oil, the connection to Jew with God. And then it, it, it evolved. And just like in the time of the Hashemunayim, it started with just an issue with God, and then it just evolved into a full-blown crazy fight with a lot of victims. And that's why we have to go back on Hanukkah and realize that, that at the heart of it, as a Jew, it's God put us in this world with a mission. He's connected. He's intimately involved in everything that we do. And the more we connect to that particular concept, that will, that just like a Meneric has light and it illuminates the place around us, so also that light should be strong enough and will be strong enough to give us energy to get through any of the challenges that we have. I mean, it sounds like you... You're talking about this thing called Kedusha, holiness. I mean, it's interesting because you referenced marriage, which is called Kedusha, how sometimes Kedusha is that which seems abnormal or not the norm, like outside of the normative frame of reference. And and what you were describing was that one of the messages of Hanukkah is that there was a small, what might appear to be insignificant discrepancy between how the Hellenists were looking at reality and how a Torah perspective looks at reality, right? Like, what's the difference between one jug of oil in which, you know, the, the seal is snapped and one jug of oil in which the seal is not snapped? It's literally the same oil, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, even when you say they're Timu Kalashmanim, they weren't sticking uh, a sheretz, they weren't sticking a, an unholy animal into the oil, they just were breaking the seal that confirmed that the oil was holy. And when the seal was there, then the oil was holy. And if the seal wasn't there, then the oil was unholy. And that like seemingly doesn't make sense. Right? right. Looking at it through like a normal, right? if you were using the word. What difference does it make? It's the same oil. It's literally the same oil. What difference does it make if I broke the seal or Almost not? Almost looks childish. Looks babyish. Right. And what you're saying now is that that ballooned into this conflict of cultures that ultimately ballooned into like literally a physical war amongst the Jewish people, ostensibly, with the influence of the Assyrian Greeks. But at the core of what that conflict was, was this idea about like, do I buy into this thing that seems so silly? It seems to not make sense. If I'm looking at the world, I guess, through a materialist or philosophical lens. Pragmatic. Pragmatic lens. But then you're saying that that also is the foundation of a person's faith. Right. Meaning a person can like display all sorts of like faith as long as things are going the way that they want. But the minute it doesn't go the way that they want, that's much more difficult. That's when you have oil that does, that was defiled. That, that's not holy. Because everything goes good when you, you, you have no problem. They have no problem with lighting the minera. They have no problem when you believe when you have uh, your traditions and your things like that. And where it works, it works in a normal fashion. But when you, when you break, when that's challenged, then you need a higher authority. You have to see things from a different world, a different perspective. 
It sounds like the separation between the Chashmonayim and the Hellenists was very subtle. And it almost like challenges us to think like, well, what, you know, wh- which it, it, one do we operate from on a normative basis? It's, it's night and day. We believe God created the world right. with a purpose. And at every point in time, it's God's um, directives and guidance is that how we go through life and stay connected and grow productively. And the other one, you're pragmatic, then you believe that the world is the most important th- rule that there is. And we're just trying to live by the world's rules. Therefore, if something is challenged, your whole life is challenged. Because you're saying that if I, I, if I buy into the idea of Kedusha, into the idea of that which is Tameh and that which is Tahor, which seems nonsensical, and I buy in that God said that there is a difference between whether the seal was broken or the seal wasn't broken. There is a difference. Right. But it doesn't make sense to me. Right, because right? I'm looking at the world through a material lens. Material. I'm looking at the world through the lens of klipa, through the lens of the the universe of separation in which I operate. Right, and it seems as if there's no difference between those things. And what you're saying is that if I'm operating from a place of faith, if I acknowledge, if I believe that God created the world with a purpose, then there's a purpose even to those subtle details that I don't understand. Exactly. It's part of God's design. What's interesting to me is that it sounds like what you're saying is so many of us kind of walk with faith as long as it makes sense. And then when it stops making sense, then it seems like we walk away or we we're just broken. feel broken. We're broken. Right? Because because we're looking at even God through the world, through the lens of, of separation. And you're saying that the message of Hanukkah... Is that there's God's guidance in every single twist and turn, both the good and the bad. So it's infusing like a... a a more fundamental faith underneath. And when we when we go with we go about it with putting making sure that it's not Tama, meaning that no matter what the situation is, we know that that God's behind this. Right. So then you connect to that energy and you end up finding the right way of how, how to navigate through that situation. And that situation turns around and will become a very productive part of your life. So is is that in some way what we're trying to light? We're trying to light that candle inside of ourselves? Yes. Or that like very subtle That's exactly place. My, my Hanukkah. What's Hanukkah? Hanukkah is a reaffirmation that we are that reconnecting. The Menorah in general is, is it represents the Jewish nation to be a light on the world. And to be a light on the world is by connecting to to uh, to our spiritual side, to God. And yet we don't, we're, the, the oil that we use is not holy. True. It's Tameh. That's interesting. But the once once this mitzvah, once they did it, um, the Chashmanayim with that manner, and then the, the Chachamim, they made this into a mitzvah. Yeah. So now, every Hanukkah, with the oil that we have now, because this itself becomes, it becomes holy by the mitzvah itself. Actually, it's interesting. People, I, sometimes, you know, people don't realize it. People, a lot of times, they close the light and they want to just like live, you know, bask in the ray in the light of the minera. We're not supposed to use that minera. You're not allowed to read from it. You're not allowed to use it. It's not for it's not for use. It's it's a spiritual. It's a mitzvah, and you're not supposed to take physical use out of that. It's just the mitzvah itself. We're, we're doing. We are connecting again. Like, what do you mean? You have a light, and you shouldn't use it. Shouldn't we take advantage of that? No. Right. I mean, if you if you put it into context into, let's say, the world that existed just 150 years ago, 
when an extra candle in the house would be very useful. Right. Right. Like, and then you're going to have a candle that you can't use. Right. That seems very, very odd. It just, it's right. It's the mitzvah itself because God, because as once it becomes a mitzvah, it's God's way of connecting to us. So the way God gives us that ability to extract the light and to bring light into the world, because the whole point of Hanukkah is to leave it on the outside where it illuminates the outside, you know, as a symbolic of the challenges and things that are outside of our lives and all the challenges one faces. To be able to bring light into that, you need to do a mitzvah. We have to connect to God. And through that mitzvah, it gives us that, that energy, that in and of itself brings about that energy. So now any oil works. Once it became a mitzvah, that's the mitzvah. At the time of the base of Migdash, the mitzvah of, of, of lighting the menorah needed to have that particular oil. Right. But now we have a different type of menorah. Our menorah is also different than theirs. Right. This was seven, ours is eight. Right. Wow. Wow. So, it's a, that, so the Hanukkah is really about this intangible component of spirituality. It's where spirituality doesn't make sense, where there's a certain mindlessness. And also the fact that that it's not a, we're not celebrating only an event that happened many years ago. This is some this is something that we're living with right now. Well, yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think in some I ways, I am everyone, you know. I mean, in some ways, it's more. It seems more current than anything that we do because this is like we look at the world so much through the lens of separation, and it's so difficult if you're trying to approach the world from a spiritual vantage point to. I guess, let go of what makes sense or what's supposed to be or what should be and to really just uh, jump in, you know? And then, and, and what's interesting when you talk about the light, like we don't need the light anymore, <coughs> right? Which makes it even less useful. Right. Like we don't even need it. Like, right. okay, I have a, I have a hundred light, light bulbs on in my house. I don't need this light. And not only that, it's to light up the streets, seriously. I mean, that's, you can't even, can't park your car without light. Right. Um, but, the point is that we're 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 re- reconnecting, and even more interesting about the mitzvah is the way Hanukkah is set up is one day at a time, and just add one from yesterday. Don't just do a little one more than the day before. Right, it's a very powerful message. It's a tremendous message. You know, was what the mitzvah is saying is that a connect to God. Try one thing, put it in one thing. Right, and then. And then and let the one day. build on the and two. And then one, and then, then, then they go to the second thing. And then all of a sudden you see that in this part of life, in this part of life, in this part of life. And then all of a sudden it's like one big, beautiful manure. What's beautiful about that is that it's, it's, that also requires a certain leap of faith and a mindlessness. Just I'm going to do one thing and it's going to make a difference. The one day is going to matter. What difference does it make if I'm going to go back the next day and still misbehave in all those ways or I'm just going to, fail tomorrow's, then why would today matter, right? It requires a certain leap of faith or a certain mindlessness to kind of engage some, a one-day-at-a-time process. That is the, that is the Kedusha part. Kedusha means, it's interesting, Kedusha means separation. Separ- right. You have to separate. And by separating means you have to make a leap. That's the leap of faith. You know, you're jumping into his, onto, uh, onto God's, I'm throwing it onto God, I'm working on his dime. And by doing that, you freed yourself to be able to move forward. Because otherwise, you're staying in that trap. It's interesting. So you're saying it's like a, there's a separation. It's like an opposite side of, of the world of separation that we operate in. You're saying there's a different kind of separation. 
There's a separation that we make when we make a move towards holiness. Because right. normally we look at the with the world of Klippa, right? If we're looking at the, the world through the lens of Chassidus and Kabbalah, we're looking at the world through this lens of, okay, so God is one and you all complete unity. And this world is a world of separation, right? And the world of separation is why we always end up so uncomfortable because we're very, we're very enamored with our separation-ness. And now you're saying in order to transcend above the, the separation. The first step, the foundation to get back into the world is the right mindset. And that is to... You're not in charge. Right. God's in charge. And, th- and that and then, requires And then you certain... come back, and then you can come back in. And then you can, you know, it's interesting. I remember in the early days when, when in Chabad, when people used to go, kids used to also, used to, he himself, used to go to Manhattan to ask people to put on tefillin in the streets. And people were, you didn't get influenced. How could you go out there? You got to lock yourself in. And, and the Rebbe spoke about it, you know, based it on, on halacha of, of, of kashras. But basically, is if you go in with, a, with an agenda, then you own that environment. Mm. When you go in empty, then you, the environment ends up sucking you in. Right. But when you go in with an energy and with a, with a goal, then you're controlling the, the narrative. Same thing over here. We're, we're stepping out of ourselves to gain the narrative. The narrative is God. And now, let's, now we can come back in and it, it won't get defiled. You're saying it's that intangible that allows me to overcome the reality. And that's really going back to what you said before, that today we could light the with regular oil that would be considered Tom in the time of the base of Migdash. Right. Because once you make that leap back out, and when you come back in, then it doesn't get tama. That, that, the oils from the Hanukkah Menera doesn't get oil, doesn't get tama anymore. Right. And any oil is going to be good. Beautiful. That's amazing. It, what, what's powerful is that the Hanukkah is the, the final mitzvah. It's the completion of the keser. It's the completion of the crown. It's yeah. like, a, it's very powerful. But that, that makes a lot of sense because you're saying it's like that, it's that last leap that we have to make. You know, everything can make sense and can have a system and a logic. And at the end of the day, there's a certain leap into the abyss of... Uh, yeah, it's of, interesting. And also, that's, and that's the one that you do to light up the street because you aren't, you're in your house, you're in a protective environment. And we have to do it by the door, going outside. Because you're going outside. How do, I, how do, you, how do you dress yourself to make sure that the environment is, is going to be good and you're going to affect the environment and that's going to affect you? This <coughs> with holy oil. What we're saying is that it's not complicated. It's it's all just the right attitude. It's the right perspective. It's the right idea. It's the right motive. The right agenda. Everything gets complicated. <laughs> but yes. And it's one step at a time. But take we, we, we got to make that leap. Let's, let's this year pick one, one area in our lives and say, let's make it a little bit holier. Let's make it about God. On Hanukkah. Have an interesting Hanukkah this year. Every, every night we'll take another thing for yourself, for myself. Just bring a little God into everyone, make it, you know, how, how does that look? And move it there, see what it looks like after Hanukkah. I think that we're going to really party hard on Purim because of that. All right, Mayor, thanks so much. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the Consciously Podcast. Consciously is a project of The Living Room, which is a division of Our Place New York and made possible by the kindness of the Capellius family. 
in memory of Tsipora Basravaron, the host of Consciously is Menachem Posnansky, and our trusted assistant to the regional co-host, Shmaya Hanukman. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can give us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or wherever else you get your podcasts. We sincerely welcome and appreciate your feedback and questions, so please feel free to email us at consciously62 at gmail.com or on our Instagram and Facebook pages. Oh, 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 oh.